Barnett owned a sailor saloon. She was marooned on an Indian island. She sailed the world disguised as a man. When the Tahitians spotted her ruse, she was marooned on an island. She opened a sailor saloon. She serves drinks until she bought a boat and a sailor signed her prenup. She made it home to Paris and organized her plans. 1769, Jean sailed the world disguised as a man, collecting plants. What do you know about the Persian Gulf? What about it? Just, it's one of the oldest ports. That's like the, I think that is the beginning of all the ports. Probably, yeah. Sumerians traded with towns from there. Sumerians have got the first mm -hmm. kind of avatar god visiting uh, them. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's got a lot of activity today. I mean, Iran shares that port. Um, and then, uh, oh gosh. Uh, a lot, a lot of other Mid-Eastern countries. These are like the, uh, the foundational uh, religious hangouts. Mm. Like these are the birth of civilization. Sumerians and like they're trading with people with the uh, like Dolphies, whoever yeah. was at the ports, like their whole worldviews yeah. were, were based at these places. Well, the cradle of civilization is in uh, Iraq. Uh, I mean, that's where the, the Garden of Eden was located. The Tigris and the Euphrates rivers, you know, were part of the original Garden of Eden. And that, that's the, the area that uh, Abraham came from, who's the, the father of the, uh, the Jewish race, came from, uh, from that area. All of that is a cradle of civilization. And that's why there's so much focus on it today because uh, as the world is winding down, it's kind of like we're going full circle, you know, back to the cradle of civilization where everything started. Um, and that's where everything is going to end, you know, according to the Bible. It is. It's all coming back to there from dust to dust. Yeah, yeah. From dust to dust. Yeah. Well, if you were going to leave the paradise in Iraq, then uh, it kind of seems like it should end in Iraq. Mm-hmm. What do you see at circle? How do you do? You see anything now where it's circling back there? Well, yeah. I mean, you look at what's going on in, in the Middle East now uh, with Iran uh, building nuclear missiles with the full intent of destroying uh, Jerusalem and Israel. See, all of that goes back to uh, Abraham and Sarah. Abraham was the father of the of the. Well, actually, he's considered the, the spiritual father of both the, the Jews and uh, 
also uh, the uh, uh, was Sarah his sister? No, no, Sarah, Sarah wasn't his sister. Uh, but it goes back to to the to the Jews and and the uh, oh, what's the word? Who they got beef with? Uh, well, it, there was uh, Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac was uh, Abraham's son, and Ishmael was Abraham's son. But they had different mothers. Sarah was Isaac's mother, and then Hagar was uh, uh, Ishmael's mother. And uh, so uh, you've got these, these two different groups that have come down and all the way down through history to today. You still have the Jews and you have the, the Arabs. And they were fighting each other back then as brothers. And they're still fighting each other today. Do they have the same dad, Abraham? Yeah, yeah Abraham. Yeah, Abraham is... Uh, Do you think God's impressed? Do you think he's like... You know, if he does this all just to see how it unfolds, do you think he's impressed with their fighting? I know the Bhagavad Gita starts with it's uh, it's a it's a prince going out to do battle, but he's in contact with his guardian angel, and he's like, well, "What? I can't go into this battle because my brother is a civil war, and his brother is on the other side." And yeah. in the Bhagavad Gita starts with the angel saying, "No, you're you're a human and you're a man. This is what you're supposed to do: go fight and do your best fight." Do you think that uh, God's impressed with how it is with the fighting that's going on? Because it no, doesn't. No, I don't think God's. I don't think God's impressed by any of that. Especially if it happens with a nuclear bomb. That's so punk. There's no. Yeah. Uh, there's. There's no just like ripping out somebody's throat. There's no going in there and just like having spilling the entrails and I don't know wearing their skin as a cape. Which, which what you yeah. really should be doing if you're going in there and you're trying to destroy somebody. It's just like get in there to the glory and guts of it. Well, no, I don't think God is impressed by that. I mean, he, I mean, God knew from the beginning when he first created uh, uh, Adam and Eve, you know, he, he knew what was going to happen eventually. So God, God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden and gave them every good thing. And there was no, no sin and there was no suffering in uh, the garden of Eden. But then uh, they both... Uh, disobeyed God and gave into temptation from the dark side, from, from Satan. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, uh, they've got, uh, you've probably heard the term original sin. Yeah, that comes from, that comes from Adam and the, uh, the sin that, that he did. And all of that, you know, uh, becomes our burden. And the only way we can get rid of that sin nature is by accepting the free gift of salvation that Jesus Christ provided um, when he when he died on the cross and all of that is available to us and it doesn't involve anything that we have to do it just involves uh, an act of our will just uh, accepting it and accepting you know uh, what Jesus did on the cross accepting this free gift of salvation and that opens the door. But, uh, you know, man still has a sin nature. Yeah, so what, is God impressed or is he frustrated? Like, um, No, I don't think God is impressed by it. He just knows, he knew from the beginning, you know, what was going to happen. He knew yeah. what was in the hearts of, of men and what they were, you know, the deceit. 
and the hurt and the pain that they were capable of. And uh, he said, "Let's do it." Yeah, he, uh-huh. he sees us. I mean, he 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 knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, and he knows how it's all going to end. He knows that uh, you know not everyone will make a, a choice for the free gift of salvation that he provides. And so all of us who are living today, and everyone who's ever lived from the beginning of time, is going to end up in one place or another for eternity. You know, it'll be either you know with God forever, or eternal separation from God forever. Okay, now. How deep is infinite space? How deep is your love? How deep is infinite space? Is there any case where it would end? Wow. Infinite space. If we live in infinite space, then it wouldn't end at your face. It would go all over the place, including inside of you, and it would just reach in for, yeah, well, forever. Yeah. Sounds like it must be a good good time to quit. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm digging into that infinite space, though, with... Uh, actually don't know why I'm going into that. It, it felt like the complete answer to the idea of God knowing what is in our hearts and uh, that uh, that everything is coming to an end. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this world wasn't meant to go on forever. Um, God created man uh, to uh, have fellowship with him. And that was the idea he had with Adam and Eve. You know? Oh, I was wondering why he was doing it all. I, I, yeah. I, I thought he was kind of just getting. I, I, I don't know. I, I was wondering why he, why he was doing it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he was doing it for fellowship. For, for fellowship, yeah. He just wanted friends. Yeah, he wanted friends, and he could have created people that would just worship would, him. Would be, but he'd rather have buddies. And, and yeah, be, and be obedient to him. But those would just be robots. Yeah, God didn't want groupies. No. He didn't want robots. No, not at all. No, not at all. Not at all. People that would make a decision on their own. You know know what? I thought he had done it all just to experience it himself. I thought it was creation experiencing creation. Um, No, no, there was a reason behind it. The reason behind it was, was fellowship. And, uh, and then, You're there. Is God a good buddy? Hanging out? I wouldn't call God a buddy. You know, God is, is my creator. Uh, he's my spiritual father, but he's, he's not my buddy. No. Uh, isn't no, it like I, you guys are like chatting? 
no, like reconciliation no, isn't like. Well, you know, there's there's uh, three entities in uh, in God. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, and uh, you know, of course, Jesus was is God the Son, and uh, he became man here on earth uh, for the sole reason of uh, uh, suffering uh, and becoming the atonement for, for our sins. I love that word, atonement. And then there's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who ministers to us spiritually. You know, if you're having a, a devotional time in the morning, you know, or you're praying at some time during the day, then it's generally the, the Holy Spirit you know, who will come and, uh, uh, and I like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's got gusto. Holy Spirit yeah. is like a total badass, but also completely gentle and oh, yeah. uh, beyond insightful because it's blowing from the inside of your thoughts mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if I would put it exactly that way, but, um, yeah, the Holy Spirit is the uh, yeah the spiritual manifestation of God. Does it feel like wind to you? Within us, like wind from afar, like wind that's been coming down a valley for a bit, gathering scents uh-huh. from trees and warmth from beyond the hills. Well, you know, in my personal experience with the Holy Spirit is uh, well, I guess the best experience, the closest experience I had was probably thirty years ago or so when I used to get off work at Metro and I would go to the Santa Cruz Mission and I would uh, go in there and pray after work. And I would be in there for maybe 20 minutes or so, but I'd be in there by myself and I could just sense the Holy Spirit coming and in, in, indwelling uh, me. And um, there's something called uh, speaking in tongues you know, which is one of the, uh, yeah, the gifts yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay, okay. And some churches Let's practice get wild. it. A Let's lot get of churches wild. don't, but some churches practice it. And I've, I've never want? practiced it in front of other people, but uh, I, I've heard it uh, expressed as, you know, kind of a, a gurgling sound that, that just comes up, wells up within you. And that's what I experienced as I was there in the mission. And yeah. I was just praying, you know, after work. Like a spring, like a bubbling spring, spring, underground aquifer, just like churning. That's exactly how I would put it, yeah. Yeah, A spring kind of bubbling up, welling up, uh, a spring of uh, of worship and prayer. That's what the Sumerians thought that, uh, the Sumerians back in Mesopotamian times when they were trading Uh with the, uh, with the folks at the, uh, Persian Gulf along those waters, they had thought that, uh, God was, uh, an underground aquifer below the spirit level, like below ground and then below the subterranean spirit realm. Below that was, uh, the, uh, the fresh water. Freshwater yeah, God that source be, that, that came be, up through the ground. The yeah, but imagine if it wasn't, and you just lived like that, feeling it, and so you're drinking water out of the ground, and you're literally slurping up. You're slipping up the the Holy Spirit. It's just coming into you. Yeah, flowing well, in. Well, Jesus, you know, talks about himself as being uh, 
living water, you know. Does he? Uh, yeah. Living water. <laughs> uh, if you we, meet girls that are uh, attracted to Jesus. Have you ever done that? Meet like girls that are like got a crush on got a crush on Jesus. Um, I mean, not recently, well, but that wife, must have happened. My wife, my wife is you know a uh, Christian, and she had a yeah, she had a good relationship. I mean, Jesus. he's living water. That's yeah, that's smooth. Right. That's yeah, got bravado. That's yeah, a day at the beach he, catching he's waves. Living water. Yeah, that yeah. Santa Cruz mission, seventeen sixty nine. No, that's the that was the year that uh, uh, Santa Barbara, that whole from Santa Barbara up, they were doing them all in the in the sixty nine. I just like thinking of what has been going on in the sixty nines. Uh huh. Nineteen sixty nine, February seventeenth, Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash had a session in Nashville. Uh huh. Nobody feels any... You, you didn't sing songs like that and live a normal life. In order to be that strong, on one level, you have to be very weak in other ways. You know, Bob, you'd be a lot cooler if you spelled your name with two O's. Well, if I did that, I would be a boob job. And I ain't no boob job. Well, I'll tell you something, Bob. You and I need to go walk around the volcano and experience that ring of fire. Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Yeah, got together. Wow. Dude, I've been listening to Johnny Cash's uh, like theme records. They are awesome collections of the American spirit. Mm. He channels these different characters from the from the old west mm-hmm. and uh, frontiers time. Yeah, you get the feeling of uh, of mountains and great mm-hmm. plains mm-hmm. and hard working yeah. and uh, bravery and adventure. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a great folk singer. Folk tunes, folk tunes, Folks and ballads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm feeling ballads these days in that uh, and folk history uh-huh. through. Uh, through good good songs, yeah. through clear songs. That's what I mean by good. Uh-huh. I was reading about Eden. Somebody describing it as the place where the predators don't hunt, and the young never get old. The predators don't hunt, and who never gets old? The young. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what happen is oh, going to yeah. be like. Well, that's what happen is going to be like. You know, uh, there'll be no pain, no suffering in heaven. And uh, try and fathom this. It goes on for eternity. So after a million years, so after a million heaven. years yeah. in heaven, like just the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what we have to look forward to. And it's just, it's, I don't know if that's how eternity feels. Because that would mean you're not aware of things passing at all. You could always just feeling like the beginning. Right, yeah, well. I mean, unless it's just some sort of state that you get into where it's like always opening the door and yet you're also aware of things passing. Yeah, we may not, I mean, time may not exist in heaven. That is why the Mayans, I've been tripping on, the Mayans were into time. Like they had all their calendars set up, they were tracking stars and they were doing it not to know what was happening a couple weeks ago. They were doing it because they were 
into the passage of time. Like they were into the marching of it. They were into it moving forward. And I was, why would they be so into it besides just that, yeah, it's pretty radical that we're in time and it moves forward. They might be into time moving forward because they had some sort of link to eternity and they had been at a place it, some sort of version of some some sort of eternity scenario where uh yeah we're not they don't know that things are moving forward time has lost that sense of moving forward it's just always the perpetual uh, now which is funny because that's what it is anyway is always the perpetual now yeah well you know i know uh that they had a lot of insight um, and understanding and uh, an advanced civilization. How deep is your love? How deep is your love? But we need to be uh, we need to be careful because uh, power and understanding and wisdom comes from two different sources. It comes from God, but then it. Uh, also come from the other side oh yeah they got folk songs about that they're almost cheerful about that yeah. saying he's round yeah he's round he's dancing he's mm -hmm. dancing yeah yeah and I, and I i i view that as uh, i like to call that a spiritual counterfeit um satan can masquerade as an angel of light did you know that satan Ooh. can actually manifest as a very powerful and uh wonderful so you gotta be listening to what your angels are talking about. Well, you you gotta be gotta have your your heart and your mind and your will in the right place. You gotta stay stay focused on on God and His things because it's so easy to become distracted. It is so easy world. to become distracted in yeah. this world. Yeah, and that's that's just our our natural tendency. I mean, that's what we do. You know, we want to, you know. Uh, get happiness and joy for ourselves and for our families but by doing that you know sometimes we can go down the wrong path the wrong road that could lead could lead to eternal uh, integrity separation from god you got to have integrity oh and integrity is kind of like integrated with so you got to you yeah. got to be integrated with with uh, yeah. with the god yeah i've heard it said that it, integrity is that who you are when when nobody is watching you know, that, that's what integrity is, you know, who we are when, when nobody is watching. And, um, yeah. It, to it, thy own self be true. To thy own self be true. I like that. Yeah. 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 To, yeah. I'm not sure if there's a, a passage in the Bible that supports that, but uh, that's, that's a good part of secular wisdom. You know, uh, to thy own self be true. That's something John. Yeah, I would. How deep is infinite space? How deep? That's where I was coming from with the infinite space. Is if we end up in heaven or hell for eternity, infinity. Like we're kind of already there. Like we live within infinite space at this point. Well, um, yeah, we're we've already started on our eternal journey, or, but it's kind of a destination for us at this point. You know, uh, we haven't uh, t 
taken up residence in our uh, permanent eternal position yet. Um, and that, that's, you know, that depends on, on us. And that's all up to us. You know, um, it, all, it all depends on... Yeah, but what if we could reach inside ourselves as, like, right now and feel the eternity inside, go all the way in, into our bones, into the molecules of the bones, into the space between the protons and the electrons, into the nothingness that is in there, and reach all the way to the edge. Yeah, yeah, those are the hits. Play with fire. What a feeling. Night fever. And feel that infinite void on the inside of ourselves and inside of our thoughts and then start shooting spaceships through that. I mean, you could possibly be in hell or heaven and start meditating, get in contact with this infinite void within yourself and then start spinning out and maybe getting some sort of escape route. Yeah, well, you know, we. Uh, I, I think that 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 might be that might be the case with some people who have already made up their minds, you know, where they want to spend eternity, and they're they're living life in that direction, you know. Oh, so you're saying no matter what, you're just going to hell? No, I'm not saying no matter what. I'm just saying it, it's, uh, you know, um, with 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 the once we accept the free gift of salvation. And we know where, where we're going for eternity. We'll be with, in God's presence. Yeah. Uh, if we choose to live this life on our own, and if we choose to um, say, God, uh, I know you're real, but I'm really not interested. You know, I, I want to live life on my terms, so just go away, leave me alone. And there's people that do that, you know. And if they make that decision, then... Um, then ultimately, you know, God will honor that, and he'll, he'll say, okay, if that's what you want, if you don't want to be in my presence, if you want to be on your own for eternity, um, then that's fine, you can do that. God is a gentleman, so he, he won't push his, his will on us. Yeah. You know, it's a free gift, but we have to do our part by accepting it, you know, yeah. And then after that, there's obedience. You know, ob obedience is part of it. But it, it's not obedience in the sense that it's like a, a, a slave cracking a whip or a, a master cracking a whip over a slave. I like anything. it the other way like that. That's pretty good. The slave cracking the whip <laughs> over the master is what it would be if the master is God and then the slave would be the one cracking the whip over the master saying, oh, it's this way. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what Adam and Eve did. You know, when they made, made their own decision in the garden, you know, to do things their way, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's heavy stuff because it means that once, this, once we pass through this life and, it's, and it happens quickly, a lot more quickly than we think, mm -hmm. then we're catapulted into eternity. And where yeah. do we want to be for eternity? Yeah. You know, do we want to be eternally separated from God where there's... Uh, weeping and gnashing and grinding of teeth, like the Bible talks about. Where do we want to be? Weeping and gnashing and grinding in, of teeth. Be in heaven, um, you know, with uh, loved ones, family, friends that uh, that we've known here what, what, for eternity. 
That's a hardcore catapult. That's the catapult yeah. that I was feeling when you were playing uh, Strawberry Fields and you had oh. the synthesizer <laughs> up and I was trying uh-huh. to describe something where it's like you're going through a portal and it's like, when you're going through the past, it's like the stars are zipping by, the cave train. Yeah. The cave train transition. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it just comes down to our decision, you know, my decision, your decision. You know, everybody's decision, you know, has to be their own personal uh, choice. And uh, God won't force it on us, but he has uh, created a pathway for us to, to spend eternity with him in heaven. That's where I'm going, man. That's a Johnny Cash line, too. <laughs> Walk the line. 